Gambrell. This is Aaron Roney. What are we doing here? Hey, Aaron Roney. This is Rob Gambrell. <laughs> uh, what people aren't aware is that that was our third attempt at a start because I kept talking over your start. Uh, anyway. That's okay. How was your weekend? Also, I wonder if people are aware that that was a callback to last week's episode, Making Fun of Ourselves. Well, if, if they don't know, then maybe they should not listen out of order. And if they're listening out of order, then it's their own fault for doing that. <laughs> nice. Our podcasts clearly have a clear plot and timeline to them. So if you're not listening to them in order, I don't even know why you're bothering. Oh, man, that's that's some harsh feedback, man. It's also not true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, you asked how, how uh, it's going. It's, it's good. I'm good. How are you? Uh, uh, I'm good. I don't, I, I don't know about your weekend, but, um, uh, my housemate's fiance had her bachelorette party this past weekend. So, uh, she was out of town along with a bunch of other ladies that I know. Cool. So around Houston, there was just a bunch of us dudes sitting around without girlfriends, fiancés, or wives. (laughs) And as such, my sleeping schedule is all jacked up. Ah, so I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, this is kind of like a little bit of a jet lagged podcast, even though I didn't go anywhere. It's just it's it's more of like a a local jet lag. Yeah, yeah. Just like self inflicted jet lag. How was your weekend? I hear you got into some shenanigans. I did. I did. I went. I went snowboarding. Uh, and normally, so I, I'm I'm a fairly competent snowboarder so i've done i can do blacks and double blacks fairly proficiently i guess i'd say and i've done everything from little baby mountains to big whistler whistler level mountains but uh the 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 bane of my existence (laughs) embarrassingly is getting off the fucking lift now have you ever skied or snowboarded i have not Okay, so on a ski, getting off the lift is easy. So you're like, you're on this chair, right? It's moving. I think you could probably imagine, right? You're sitting there. You got these two skis. And the chair just kind of like goes up to the top. And it's got kind of like a ramp off. And you just kind of ski off of it. It's like, no no problem. I at least have never fallen. I'm, I'm kind of like a blue lever, level skier. I've never fallen coming off the lift on skis. Um, yet on a snowboard, I eat it probably 50% of the time. (laughs) And it's because you're strapped in like what you've got two feet, you know, and one of your feet is in the snowboard and the other foot isn't because you need some way to get around with skiers. They've got both their skis on. They use their poles. They kind of move around. That's how you get ready to get on the lift and all that. But with snowboard, you, you don't have that movement. Otherwise, you'd be hopping around getting real tired. So you kind of do like a skateboard technique, right? So you leave one foot out of the, your snowboard and you skateboard technique um, so that you, you can kind of push yourself along. So you get on the lift that way. And most people get off the lift that way. You're, you're not encouraged to snap yourself in while you're on the lift. That's just not encouraged, I guess I'd say. <laughs> So you get off that way and I just, you don't have as much control. You've got your foot just sitting on top of the board and that's your back foot. That's how you steer. Like that's how you go one way, one way or the on. other. Well, hold on, hold on. I just kind okay. of imagine that you get off the lift 
and then you are like in an area where you have to like wait in some kind of line or you have to go somewhere else from where the lift drops you off to actually do the thing. What now I'm imagining is that you just like hop off the lift and down you go. But yes, true. But you hop off the lift facing uphill, if that makes sense. So there's kind of like, so skiers, they legitimately can like hop off the lift. They're facing uphill, kind of. There's like a flat area, but they could just kind of like ski off of it and then start going down immediately. Does the lift ever stop? Uh, No. So you have to like, you have to get off a moving lift. Correct. And if you don't get off fast enough, then you're just going around for a loop? Yeah, yeah, they don't let you not get off fast enough. So they can stop it. So then they'll hit a button and it'll stop it. Right. And so, so every they, time you're on the lift going up the mountain and it suddenly stops, you know there's some retard at the top? <laughs> Correct. Sweet. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, one day I'm going to take you skiing or snowboarding and that's going to be you. <laughs> yeah, it's fine though. It's cool if I'm doing it. It's just not cool if other people do it. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's exactly that's 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 what happens. So uh, it keeps going. Well, I'm getting off the lift, and this is a lift that goes to a green. So this isn't even like a hard area. This is an easy area. Uh, and but I've eaten it off the lift every time. I just know it's a pain. But this time it's particularly icy. And typically I can go flat for a second and I, and then like go off to the side and then like semi-eat it. This time like I touch the snow and like there's this rut where my board just gets caught and I immediately flip over. <laughs> and so I was kind of pissed because like they're supposed to keep that from happening by like churning that area. So they're supposed to like kind of take a rake and churn that area so you're not – because that's the thing. A skier will get off. It's really icy. They'll create these like ruts. And then for me, without any control of my snowboard, getting caught in a rut means that I'm going to follow the rut and flip. Like no matter what. I have very little control if I hit that rut. So I hit a rut, immediately land straight on my back. And uh, so anyway, it's it, it hurts kind of bad. <laughs> so I decided to go to the doctor today. And I'm thinking it's either between, okay, you just pulled a muscle and that kind of sucks, just wait it out, or you slipped a disc. But I did all of these tests, like, you know, there's there's some tests you can do to see if you've slipped a disc, and all of them were negative. Now, you could still slip a disc, like, you, you can have, like, what's called, like, asymptomatic uh, herniated disc, which means that you're, you have a herniated disc, but it's not, you don't have any symptoms. symptoms. So I could have had that. But I go to the doctor, he does some more tests, he asks me some questions like, does this hurt, does this hurt, like what about this? And I'm like, okay, so what What are you thinking? He's like, it's pretty unlikely that you have a herniated disc. But he's like, I suspect that you have fractured a vertebrae. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, so he sent me to go get x-rays. And I haven't gotten those results yet, so he went. He, I went and got x-rays. Had to go to a hospital, like an imaging center in a hospital, go get x-rays. So anyway, I was like, well, I didn't expect that. So kind of stinks. Thankfully, if I did do that, it can't be that bad because I'm able to walk. I'm able to stand. I can do most things. I just can't bend forward. Bending forward is not just excruciating. It's, it's like physically unpo- like impossible. <laughs> like my, my, my body will not keep going forward. <laughs> so... 
Um, so anyway, got those x-rays done, and uh, yeah, got go from there. That's where I'm at, buddy. That sounds like a fabulous weekend. It does, doesn't it? I just spent the whole weekend it? inside playing video games. <laughs> and how was that? It was good. It was good. Um, you'd think after a weekend like that I'd be well-rested, but I managed to avoid getting well-rested as well, so that's my life. You have... You, <laughs> You have managed to avoid getting well-rested. That's awesome. If you recall, in episode 31, we talked about our general feelings for the American population and how they feel towards the world. And uh, right before we put that episode up, we put out a poll on Facebook. Check it out sometime. uh, Asking people how they felt. And I will... I will read verbatim the poll that I posted. Every American is handed a button that, when pressed, kills one random person somewhere in the world, and they receive $1 million. What percentage of Americans do you think would press that button? Now, (laughs) I thought we would talk about, has your mind been changed at all since then? A little little bit, actually. Really? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Uh, well, the results of the poll is that a very small majority of people think that 50 to 74% of America would hit the button. Tied between 0 and 24% and 25 and 49%. And then minimum 75 to 100%. So I guess the takeaway here is that people don't think that every American would hit it for the most part. But uh, people <laughs> seem to be leaning towards a majority of Americans would hit it. Yeah. So actually, my opinion hasn't changed too much there. It actually got changed in a different area of the discussion, uh, which we can talk about or not. It's up to you. <laughs> what area did your, did your mind get changed in, if not based on the number of Americans that would want to uh, kill a random person for a million dollars? So it's similar. You asked me, are people born good, neutral, or evil? And uh, Chelsea and I discussed it for like an hour or two, like... Pretty pretty big discussion, and my mind hasn't changed a lot. I said evil, but it's it's changed a little bit. Is they're born me... evil? Is it they have a tendency towards evil as they grow older? No, no, no. Because I thought the tendency is to go towards good. It's just that you said, "How are they born?" Right. Well, I mean, infants are probably neutral. See, and that's think? why. I, but but see, I said I said, and my argument was. They're more evil because I would judge them. I judge good, neutral, and evil by the average of society. And I think that most Infants humans are evil. at birth, at birth, if they weren't raised in that society, uh, they would be on average more evil than that's than our current society. Okay, and so how has your opinion gone? So, so Chelsea made a good point. I, I basically said. Imagine that we we talked about morality in today's morality do- dollars. You know how like certain finance graphs and things are like, here's what it was in today's dollars, right? They show how like rich people are getting richer or whatever in today's dollars. And while wages have gone up, they've actually gone down in 1970 dollars or whatever, right? So if we give morality like today's morality, my argument to Chelsea was basically, hey, like – Every society leading up to now, in my opinion, the graph of morality has gotten very – has been 
lower compared to today's morality, right? And has slowly approached today's morality, right? Let's say, like linear, let's say. Does that you make sense? You think we are more moral today than we were at any other point in human history, but it's been like a slow climb to that point? Correct. Okay. Um, so, I mean, and I'm taking examples of like most of the conquests of a long time ago, slavery, um, women's the, rights, the, women's rights, the way just killing in general is viewed is it was more honorable and it was glorious. And now it's like, you know, defending your country is, uh, is good and patriotic, but the, the killing part is not honorable and glorious. It's just part of what is required to defend your country, let's say. So that's what I'd say in general. And so I was like, really what that tells me is that something about society slowly changes people. And so like the average person born wanted to be, wanted to have slaves, wanted to kill people, wanted to suppress women's votes, wanted to be all of these things. Otherwise that would have never happened. And, And Chelsea, Chelsea made a really good argument. She said, that's, that's a good point, but if the average person was those things, how have we become the society that we've become today, right? It's still just made up of people. And even if they've slowly been taught to, you know, every generation less and less uh, evil or more and more good, based again on today's morality dollars, uh, then it was inside those people all along. It just kind of took people to group around those concepts to to get here, which hasn't completely changed my mind, but I thought was a fascinating argument because my argument was the exact opposite. Because worse societies have existed, we are worse at birth than today, than, than the collective society of today. And, and her point is kind of maybe we're actually better than what we're at today and we're slowly tweaking our society to actually become what humans would be, which is even better. So my, my response to that would be I don't I, – you're talking as if humanity acts as the average human, right? So the average of all humans in a society is that societal norm. Correct. And I don't believe that's true. I believe society is heavily weighted towards leaders. So in particularly strong personality people end up directing the direction of the morality of a society far more than the average of that society does. Sure. And I think that through sheer dumb luck, strong leaders in recent times have had a moral compass that we view today as being stronger than more than strong leaders of the past. Ooh, and I disagree. Cause I think you could argue that maybe being more moral, you could argue that there's a correlation, right? That, that having a greater goodness creates better leaders. Well, I, like I on average, people are better leaders if they are on average, quote unquote, good. Well, I mean, it depends on what makes what you're saying is a good leader. Like, if you're saying a good leader, if if being morally, like, powerful makes a good leader, then sure. But I think what a good leader is is the ability to make people follow you, right? Sure. And I think, 
I think that there's been plenty of examples of, oh, yeah. of very of... good leaders leading people in a very bad way. That's true. I'm, I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to argue that point. I just wonder if, on average, ooh, that's yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. I don't know. I think I think that I don't think that all Germans during World War II were bad people, but they were led by a very good leader who had very Obviously, evil intentions. Yeah. I don't think that every Russian during the period after that was evil. I just think that Stalin was very strong. I don't think that all yeah. Cambodians were evil. I just think that Pol Pot was yeah. able to lead a bunch of people. I th- I don't think that all Americans are amazing, but I think that we've had a slew of very morally powerful leaders in a relatively brief history that's led this country to its current moral positions. Now, mm. we've I think we've had more good leaders than bad leaders, which is why the the the, the trend has been upward in, as far as our moral judgment. Um I think Interesting. I I think that that's that it's kind of the stock market, right? Where yeah. they, it's cyclical and sometimes we go up, sometimes we get down, but the trend has been up. Correct. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that's the same for I think I think that it doesn't take very many bad leaders to completely derail a country. It takes a yeah. lot of good leaders to get one powerful. Yeah. Hmm. I just thought Chelsea's argument was pretty good there about how like you you could view it either way that you know, sure, even though it may not even if it is the weighted average that there's still more goodness to attain. And so she'd, she'd like to say that we just, like, the lack of society, the circumstances of our ancestors of having more dire straits, of having more health issues and things that killed people younger and things like that, actually caused the evil more than the innate evil inside of people. And that because society is forming and we have advances that make life easier, our natural tendencies to be more good come out, which I think is a, is a fascinating argument. Yeah, I, I, I just don't know if, if the average person is what dictates the morality of a society more than the, the yeah. strongest personalities within the society directing in a large way the conversation. Yeah, I, I would agree. That's a, that's a good point. But, but maybe her argument could still, still hold that like because those stronger leaders of the society are more comfortable, are whatever they their natural goodness can come out more easily. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, but I haven't changed much on the button. I, I voted 0.25, and I'm still, I'm still there. I, it's just hard. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm still, I'm still 50, 50 or 74. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought it was good that you posted that poll. That was awesome. Okay, so I want to discuss something that is near and dear to my heart. And it's just because I love the analogies that people come up with. Or it's, I find that, oh, I don't know how to explain this best. I'll explain it in a second. Um, so let's take the, the, the baker scenario where you've got a baker who doesn't want to serve gay people and you've got a gay couple. Or it's, sorry. A supporter, a, a baker apologist, we could call them, would would say that uh, that it's they serve gay people. They just don't serve gay couples because they're against gay marriage. Well, whatever semantics, I don't really care. To me, it results in the same thing: the lack of service to 
a set of people uh, on a basis. Um, because I think religious basis, in my opinion, is fucking bullshit because I can make up any religion I want. And so if, if you can make up a religion, and in my opinion it is made up, where you don't serve people that are getting married in there of the same sex, then I can make a religion where I don't serve Christians or I don't serve Muslims or I don't serve people with six toes or whatever it is because it is somehow unholy in, in my religion. Um, so we'll just say on a basis. So I've had people argue with me and they're like, well, um, do you think companies, blah, 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 should, like, let's say a Jewish person, person should have to serve a Nazi wedding or something like that? So I'm kind of removing the whole couple thing. It's just that, okay, you know, you don't want to have your creation, your cake, be made part of this Nazi ceremony. Let's say it's a cake for a, for a, Ku Klux Klan meeting or something like that, whatever it is. And what I've always said is I take less of a hard line position of, well, gay marriage is good and Nazism is bad. I, I take a position that I think all bakers should have to bake all cakes. And I'm wondering what you think about that. And I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to tie it into the announcement that the Trump administration made this week. But I say, personally, I'd rather that Jewish bakers have to bake uh, Nazi cakes and black bakers have to bake KKK cakes and Christian bakers have to bake gay marriage cakes than the alternative where various bakers deny service to various people. Which would you choose if you had to swing full one way or the other? I guess full your way. Where everyone has to serve everyone, but I don't think that that's the way I think it should be. Interesting. What is the way you think it should be? I think that any cake you make, you have to be willing to sell it to anyone who comes in the store. Like, okay. if, you, if you make if, – if a gay couple comes in and they just want to buy a cake for their wedding and it's like one of the cakes you have on display, then you can't not sell it to them. But if you already sure. don't make a rainbow – pride cake i don't think anyone can make you make a rainbow pride cake okay sure what if, what if the cake is just if a nazi make- comes in and right behind him a gay person comes in and they order the same cake you have to sell it to both of them right you can't you yeah. can't like if if you're a christian baker and you make this white sure. wedding cake for christian weddings and a jew comes in and a nazi comes in and a gay person comes in and they all want to buy that exact same cake for their wedding you have to sell it to all of them but if so, a nazi comes in and he's like i want a swastika cake and you don't already make swastika cakes you don't have to start making swastika cakes because someone asked you to okay so uh what if it's just words just so i understand your position what if it's just words like uh uh you know ryan and steve yeah, you congratulations. Ha- you should, if you normally put names on cakes, you have to continue to normally put names on cakes. But if they yeah. come in and say Ryan likes it in the ass from Steve, and they like that <laughs> written on the cake, I don't think you should have to write that because that's out of the ordinary for your business. Because you normally don't put Angela likes it in the butt from Ryan. You know, like if you don't, yeah. if that's not something you normally do, then you don't have to start doing it for someone else. Good. Okay, and I, I and I tend to agree with your argument, but. 
so and and, and I'm willing to accept that too, right? Uh, I'm willing to accept that as a position that I still agree with. It's just that if I had to choose between these two extremes, I'd rather choose that all bakers have to make the cakes. But I agree a... that it is a better situation that a if a Nazi comes in and says, make me a swastika cake, they have to do it rather than to be able to say, hey, I'd like you to sell me any cake. No, you're gay. I won't. Same. Okay. So now here's the thing. What if someone says, I don't normally make marriage cakes with two dudes names on it? No, that's not a lot. Like, two names. Like, two there's names. no difference between okay, two yeah. dudes and two... Like, no, if you normally put two names on a cake, those <laughs> names shouldn't matter unless it's just, like, two ridiculously long names that just don't fit on the cake. You might, can you please, can you please abbreviate it? You know, like, you're going to ruin the yeah. cake by having all of these letters on it. Yeah, okay. So I see where you're coming from, and, and I'd say I, I tend to agree with that as well. Now, one of the things that's cool is this... this um, this case is actually going to the Supreme Court, uh, a case similar to that. But I actually don't even want to talk about that case. Um, one of the things that's interesting in that case, uh, they actually had oral arguments on it about a month or two ago, I want to say. Uh, a month and a half, early November. And um, one of the justices, I think it was, uh, it was Ginsburg. I'm actually positive now. No, no, no. Actually, I can't remember. Let me, I'll have to think who it was. But one of the justices asked questions about like the longevity of the creation like is it different when somebody asks you to make a swastika cake versus a swastika statue it's like you could you could make the argument that like because your cake is going to be eaten it's not like it's really a creation that you're going to be known for forever right whereas if someone commissions a statue that has a swastika on it like that statue could be put up and it's going to have your fucking name on it forever, right? Or <laughs> for as long as that statue stands. It's much more permanent. Um, I don't think that matters. You don't Maybe. think it matters? No. Uh, I, I think it could depend. I, I think it's an interesting argument that if your name as an artist is attached to something that's going to live on for 100 years, that's a little bit different than a thing that's going to be eaten within 12 hours. So what the argument is, is if you have a Christian statue maker, should they have to also make gay statues if they also make Christian statues? Correct. If, if they generally commission, if they generally accept a price for a thing, and they will do that thing for that price... And normally the price is by the weight of the stone or the the amount of time and the weight of the stone. And I offer, if I come in and offer a gay one for the weight of the stone and the amount of time that you say it would take for something of that size, should they have to do it? But I think art is intrinsically a different thing than baking. So maybe... I'm having trouble connecting the statue to the cakes. Maybe there's a better these, example out there. These these bakers would say that like wedding cakes are art. They're not. They're cakes. I'm gonna eat them and shit it out. Like it's not art. <laughs> okay, so that that would be there. So from your perspective, that's a little bit different. It's like you know, uh, and, and that's fine too. I can I can accept that. That like, and, and to be honest, I, I'm kind of okay with that. Whereas if you're if you're making statues and you're an artist. Um, th- then you could you should be able to deny certain things. You shouldn't have to make a Nazi uh, statue if you're Jewish. You shouldn't have to make a gay marriage statue if you're 
Christian. Like, artists um, work on commission, and they accept what projects they want whenever they want to. It's a different thing. It's not the same industry. Interesting. And so so that's why I, I would say I put it more of, like, discretionary, almost like, how often does this artist accept a commissioned work? Is it, like, one out of 50? And it's like, yeah, they're they're very selective, and so blah, blah, blah. But if it's like... This baker has accepted every wedding cake ever asked of him, except for this one. Then it's a little more suspect. So there's some things like that. So there's lots of facets to this. And I just say I I hold a pretty hard line position that I'd rather push towards things that make people uncomfortable rather than allowing people to deny services. Because I think a, a, a world in which the services are denied is worse in my opinion i just don't buy that comparison like making cakes is not the same as making statues sure sure i'm sorry getting away from the the, well yeah i agree it's not the same personally but who am i to say that a cake artist is not an equal artist to a statue maker i'm saying that i know you're i'm literally saying that i know i have no qualm saying it I understand, uh, like, what, what, what's the word I'm looking for? I empathize heavily with your argument, but I'd like to be more philosophical personally and take a step back and say, fine, I am not going to take a stand on whether or not your production is a work of art. Does that make sense? Just for my own personal philosophy, I don't, I'll say, fine, I'll give you that this is a work of art. Does that make sense? That's just for me. Uh, so I think it's in this a, world you're gonna say that a statue. You think it's a good world in which a statue can per, statue maker. I'm sure sculptor. Probably sculptor is probably the word I'm looking for here. Uh, shouldn't be able to deny service to anyone as long as they are being asked for something that they would regularly do anyway. No. Yeah. What I'm saying is. I don't want to draw the line of me making a philosophical uh, statement about which one is art. I'd rather come up with a more generally applicable type of rule, like percentage of thing of commissioned work accepted or amount of time of the commissioned work. If the commissioned work is always less than six hours, then it's probably something that isn't going to be uh, long. Or you, you could say that is the commission work going to be publicly visible for more than a certain period of time or whatever it is, right? And and you, you could say, um, I'm just saying, I don't know what the right metric is, but I prefer a different metric other than statue is art, cake isn't. For me, right? right but, then the, but then what you're doing is you're trying to find some metric that defines cake as being different than statues. Correct. Can't we just straight up say that cake isn't statues? Well, <laughs> like, why is that such a hard thing to do? Because I feel like it's less generally applicable. Then, like, let's go like a gray lot, like something in between cake and statues. Like, it's harder to draw the line unless we come up with something generally applicable. Does that well, make what's, sense? What's the line? I I don't know, but I'm just saying I'd prefer that the line be defined by something that's more generally applicable. Did it take six hours? If it takes more than six hours, then it's well. Uh, some people a, make paintings that don't take six hours to paint sure and so that's what i'm saying that's not a good line but find a different line that's more generally applicable than cake isn't statues 
Done. I agree. <laughs> Can't we just use common sense and apply it to this shit? Like, why do we have to find one general rule that works in everything and then just use our common sense and be like, yeah, I cake agree. is a different thing. I agree. Uh, I, I Like I said, I'm not arguing the point that they're different. I agree that they are different. I just know that courts, especially the Supreme Court, like rules, especially rules that they are quote-unquote generally applicable that's literally a words that they will use like the lemon test and the three prong test and things they're all generally applicable so and that's the thing in this case the supreme court might come up with a new test for whether something is a a work of art and whether denying services of creating that work of art is discriminatory or not right they might say the test is if it's a fucking cake it's not art People that have been trying be. to define what is art. That is a question people have been asking forever, and there's not going to be a good answer that comes out of this case that no one's ever thought of before. It's like, oh my god, all of this time we've been arguing about what is art, and you finally figured it out, and they're not going to figure it out next week. And that's why I'm 100% positive they will not. I can guarantee they will not distinguish between a cake and a statue on being art. The Supreme Court never tells people whether they believe shit or not, ever, right? So when you say my religion smokes peyote, they don't tell you your religion can't smoke. You can't, you know, you don't actually believe that. The Supreme Court will say, well, we'll, we're going to take a step back from what you believe or what you even say and just say this is a rule this is this is how we're going to decide this rule and whether it applies to peyote or not will be decided by this rule that's why i'm saying they're not going to tell you whether cake is art or not and if the guy says cake is art they're going to say cake is art end of story right they're going to say whether you can discriminate or not depends on the time it takes the, the time the work of art will be publicly visible, the time such and such, the time such and such, right? They are going to say that the way you decide is by some other way, if they choose that. Or they're going to swing one way and say, fuck it, everything is art. Anyone who says they're an art- artist can deny anyone for any reason. And Kate Guy says he's an artist, so he can deny them for any reason, right? Or they're going to say, no, you can deny people based on these rules. Right? They're not going to say whether cake is art or not. I can guarantee it. Okay, but whatever rule they're going to come up with. Did you have a wedding cake at your wedding? Yes. Did you do anything with the cake after the wedding? No. You didn't keep it? I mean, we kept a piece thingy. Like, you're supposed to keep a piece or something. And how long did you keep it for? Like a year, and then we ate it. Something like that. (laughs) I forget. Yeah, so there you go. Your cake was on display for a year, someone could argue. Or maybe Correct. they could just like put a freezer with a window, like a window in one side of a freezer, and they can keep a cake on display for six years or whatever they need to, to define it so that they can discriminate. It's like, well, our cakes are on display for six years, so we can now discriminate because that's how long you set the rule for. So Correct. Like, any rule like that, they're going to find some way to discriminate. They just need to say, cake isn't fucking art, you can't discriminate. Like, why Why can't we just do that? I, I can see what you're saying, and technically they can, they're the Supreme Court. They can declare that cake is not art if they want. I just know that based on their past opinions, they don't normally make declarations like I that. I would love to see the wired headline <laughs> for that 
<laughs> ruling. Uh, so here's here's what I love about this uh, is that if you can tell even by our discussion, there's some disagreement because I like to be more hardline. I like to just say screw it. I don't care what whether you think it's art or not or whatever. I would like the world to go this direction. And so what I really want to talk about is not cake at all. I just wanted to bring that up. It's like there is some contention there, right? Where I'm a little bit more like, what can we come up with that's generally applicable? And you're a little bit more like, no, just say this shit isn't art and move on with life. Which is, uh, I think, in my opinion, valid. I'm not disagreeing what, that that's valid. The rule should be, there should be a rule, and this is what should say it is, don't be a dick. <laughs> and that should be the generalist rule. And then they should rule in each case whether or not this guy's being a dick. Somebody And so had... <laughs> having a gay couple come in and order the same cake that you make every day anyway and just not selling it to them because they're gay makes you a dick. Stop being a dick and sell them the cake. There's your <laughs> yeah. generalist rule. Stop being a dick. But 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 see, then they would argue that making a person with their deeply held religious beliefs make a cake is that there that is against their beliefs is being a dick. Right, right, right. So I would <laughs> I would point I would say, well what what is your religious belief? And where in there does it say don't sell gay people cakes? Well, and okay, if they sure. have a specific religious text that is recognized as a, as an independent religion that says don't serve gay people cakes, well then you know, we might have to respect that in that case. Well, uh, but so- until such a book is written, stop being a dick. Well, so, and th- th- this is a good point because I will tell you the Supreme Court, at least up until now, in, in all case law, in all case law up until now. Okay, oh, That's law? kind of case law, yeah. Did I say, what did I say? Yeah, I was, I was making a pun, cakes law. Cakes, cake, cake, cakes law. law to... <laughs> that, that's kind of the distinction I'm trying to make. They don't do that. They don't ever say, show me your book. Which is why I say that saying something is on religious grounds is bullshit is because the Supreme Court never really asks what the religion actually believes. All they say is, this is a person's deeply held. So, so that's why we got all this stupid bullshit in, in case law and other laws that were like deeply held religious beliefs. And it was like, okay, that's stupid. The Supreme Court basically says deeply held religious beliefs don't make any sense. It's just their religious beliefs. And you can basically claim anything from smoking to peyote to not, um, you know, not uh, baking a cake for a gay couple. So they don't ever actually look at your text to say, does your text include that? Right? Ever. All right, so now that we've talked about something that you didn't want to talk about yeah. for 25 minutes, what is the thing you actually want to talk about? Okay, so the Trump administration this week, I think it was on Thursday, maybe it was Wednesday, I don't know. Um, announced that they were going to start defending uh, doctors and nurses who do not want to uh, perform abortions on religious grounds. So the reason why I think it's similar, it's very, in my opinion, similar to the cake thing. And the, the contention is that businesses or services are different than people. Right, And so when you have two people with different religious beliefs, the solution in every case is stop whoever, whichever one of you is doing something to the other person, you're the wrong one, right? So if you hit someone with a bat because they're gay, 
because you're Christian and, and you want to hit people with a bat, let's say, or whatever it is, that, that's kind of mean. Christians don't generally do that. It, can, it has happened, but they generally don't. Then, you know, okay, you're in the wrong. I don't really care what your beliefs are. You have now harmed someone. But with businesses, it's this thing of like you've got businesses and then employees of businesses and then patrons of those businesses. And that's why I said I tend to swing towards I don't give a shit about businesses or the people in them. The business doesn't have religious beliefs. It doesn't have anti-swastika beliefs. And so if you're asked to make a cake, you are just a conduit of the business. And the business doesn't have Jewish beliefs. It doesn't have anti-swastika beliefs. You just make a fucking cake with a swastika. Sorry. Right? And the reason why I take that position is for cases like this, where we have the government saying that if someone comes in, and and I don't know whether this could happen or not, but if someone comes in and needs to have an abortion for safety purposes, you as a healthcare provider, or you as an employee of a healthcare provider, say you're only the only doctor on call, can say no. You can say now, after the Trump administration's uh you know, memo for how we're going to treat cases involving uh, freedom of religion, they will defend people that the Department of Human Health or the Department of Human Health and Services, something like that, DHS, will defend doctors and nurses who refuse service to people based on religious grounds. The problem for me is I can guarantee that if I were a doctor and I refused a Christian service based on religious grounds, that there's no fucking way they were going to defend me. There's no way. That's not going to happen. They're only going to defend Christians for abortions, right? So I could tell you with almost certainty that they're not going to defend me as a, if I'm an atheist doctor and I say, eh, I, don't help, I don't help Christians or Muslims or Jews. I just don't help religious people. We right? could just I, say I, that I won't do a bris on, on my religious beliefs. Sure. Yeah, yeah I, I won't do a bris or whatever it is like. I, as, a, as an emergency room doctor, will not do this thing. And, and th- this could come up with abortion where a mother is going to be, you know, uh, is in, has, a, has a medical emergency and the procedure would be an abortion and they will not perform it, right? So it could even be in an emergency case. I realize it's not a legal document, uh-huh. but I think it's something that as Americans, a lot of uh, Americans hold it on a pretty high pedestal. Which is the original Declaration of Independence. Yeah. And it says that life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is is like essentially an unalienable right. Yeah. And I would argue that in the case where abortion is needed to save the life of the mother, that that should probably outweigh the the religious beliefs is the life of an individual. I don't know why that would be a problem for a doctor. If their life is literally threatened by... Yeah, well, it depends on your your how you define life and the value of life. So I'm personally, I forget, there's there's some philosophy around this, but personally, I'm a person who, um, you, 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 the human life is not always the same value. I, I personally do not believe that a four-cell zygote is the same value as a 12-week fetus, and I don't believe a 12-week fetus is of the same value as a 26-week fetus that can be born prematurely and theoretically survive. Um, medically, a 26-week-old fetus could survive 80% of the time. 
in the United States or in a first world country. And so, like, I, I don't believe the value of that life at 12 weeks is the same as the value at 26 weeks. I just don't. But some people, they do not hold that same philosophy. They literally believe that the life of a full-grown human woman is e- equivalent to the life of a 12-week-old fetus or a 16 or whatever whatever it is. They believe those lives are equal. How many 12-week fetuses have survived? None. None. That's, so that's impossible. if but. the woman's life is threatened by a 12-week-old fetus, then the decision you make is both of them die or one of them die. So how is the better moral decision both of them? Well, there there might be a procedure. It's all about risk, right? There might be a procedure in which 50-50, like 50% of the time they both live, 50% of the time they both die. And then another procedure where 70% of the time the, the... the woman survives, let's say, right? And so they would say, well, the chance of saving two lives at 50% is actually worth more than the chance of only saving the mother at 70%, let's say. I, I don't know, right? I'm just saying arguments can be made against that. Well, if they're going to make that kind of bullshit argument, the argument I'm going <laughs> to make is that the potential future life that the mother could continue to produce down the road, you have to count all those as being dead now, too. Sure, that's yeah, that's a good point. So, look, there's there's a lot of philosophical philosophical argument here, but my bigger point is taking the same hard line that I take on cakes. I I don't care if you if you cannot. It's it's the same as like uh, even like being a defense lawyer. It sucks, but if you're not physically capable of it, then you can't be one. If you're not physically capable of performing your duties because of your religion, then you cannot be a doctor. You cannot be a nurse. I'm sorry. I don't care what your religion is. If you can't perform your duties... <laughs> Supreme, Let's go back to cakes for a second. Okay. Supreme Court rules that cake people have to provide the same cake services to all clientele. And you know that this particular cake shop was very much against that decision. As a gay couple, are you going to buy cakes from a cake shop that you know doesn't want to sell you a cake? Do you think they're going to give you their best cake effort? So, yeah, I mean, no. Uh, So do you really want to get an abortion from a doctor who is not wanting to this sure, being but, legally but is, forced to order to keep his medical license being legally forced to give you an abortion is that the doctor you want to go to now i understand in the case of a medical emergency that you don't have a choice in what doctor you're going to like if they have one doctor on staff capable of providing the service and it's that or you have a significant chance of dying then this is obviously not a cake situation where there's no one there's no one that's ever died because Sure. Uh, so, so I, I would say different doctors are skilled differently. Some of them have higher morbidity rates. Some of them have higher mortality rates, right? Uh, there, there's lots of different doctors. And so I would say that in general, like there's a threshold where you, you can't be a doctor anymore, right? Or you're not, you're, you're not going to be able to keep your medical license anymore. If you have bad bedside manner, if you have like way more morbidity than any other doctor who performs a surgery, then, then you might lose your license and things like that. People have lost their licenses for that. Like doctors that did 
Botox certain ways that were obviously unsafe and recommended incorrect types of prescriptions and things like that. And and I just feel like that's a thing. Like, oh, you're incapable of providing that service, then you you're not a doctor anymore, right? You 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 are unable to perform the duties of a doctor. And and going back to the cake thing, like, okay, then that that's actually an argument of the other side. If if you wouldn't if if when someone is forced to make a cake, it's going to be worse anyway. Uh, I, two things. One, that's the argument of the other side. Like, don't change it. Let them deny it. Let them deny service. And you wouldn't want a cake from any them anyway. So just, it's all good. It works out anyway. Two, I say, fuck it. You're not a cake shop anymore. You do not own a business. You are no longer licensed in this state to run a business. Since you are incapable It'd be an impossible thing to prove, though, right? Because, like, sure, they mess up sure. the ingredients a little tiny bit, and that cake is going to suck. Sure. Right? I, I'm, I'm not saying ab- – provability is different. But but I just – I feel the same way. Oh, you're not capable of providing the same service to all people equally? You're not a business anymore. Sorry. Like, look, my job, at your job, people drive on what – like, the roads that your company designs, and you went into designing roads that inevitably – a Nazi will drive on, right? And, and can 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 your company say we build roads? And obviously, it's economically you're fucked. But because you're, I mean, cake makers in a very Christian com- country, they're not as fucked. But can you say we build roads, but only for non-Muslims, right? Like, is that a thing that you, as a business, assuming roads were, you know, let's say it's a turnpike that's a privatized road? Is that a thing? Like, should that be allowed? And, and I would just say, no. Like, you are no longer a business that can, that can design roads because you are, as far as I can tell, as a business, physically incapable of, of uh, designing roads. <laughs> like, I don't disagree with you philosophically. Yeah, I'm talking like, philosophically. But, like, realistically, that's unenforceable. Sure. Sure. Re- okay, yeah. Realistically, I agree completely. Unenforceable. I'm talking philosophically. And that's why I feel the same way about kind of the cake thing and, and this doctor thing is like, theoretically, if the Trump administration actually means now they said they're going to start support, like start defending healthcare providers that deny services based on religious grounds. I think that they won't actually uphold that, but I want to become a doctor just so that I can deny something fucking stupid and see if the Trump administration will defend me because I can guarantee that they won't. But I don't think that they should defend anyone who does that, right? Because if I can't perform surgery on Christians, then I can't be a doctor. I'm not a doctor. (laughs) Like that literally fails the definition of being a doctor. Right, I'm not able to perform the same level of care on all people equally, which is what a doctor should have to do, and I believe they do have to do to keep their license. So anyway, I'm talking about it more philosophically. Yeah, I don't disagree with you philosophically. I just wonder what the real life implications of all of this are going to be. Sure, maybe we. So maybe what we should do is is uh, put that post it on Facebook as kind of like a. Okay, philosophically, whatever, put that aside. But what do people think is actually implementable? Because you might say, you know, the best thing is to say cakes aren't art. And, you know, that... But then, uh, then the answer is that 
the well, by saying by making cakes aren't art the answer what we are essentially also saying is that it is okay to discriminate who you make artwork for as long as you're making art true true which which, are, which you could argue for or against i don't kind think of, that a statue maker should be able to explicitly not make art because of a religious stance but i also don't think that i would feel okay with the government telling forcing a sculptor them. to make a piece of art i agree completely that's why i'm like very philosophically in the middle on that too like the the artwork and that's why i say i don't there needs to be a better way to define the, the cake line. And, and there might be a better way to do the doctor line too. Okay, if you're an emergency room doctor or a certain level of trauma doctor, you have to sign a thing that says, that makes you a, a, a higher tier doctor, an emergency doctor, let's say, that says, I don't have any religious qualms. I don't have any race qualms. I don't have any whatever qualms about, I, I will serve all customers to the er equally and then okay if you're a doctor that is in an outpatient center or or performs just ent surgeries they can discriminate as much as they want and they're kind of like cake bakers their surgeries are an art form and or, or sculptors their surgery is an art form and they don't have to perform services that are against their their religion right so maybe maybe you divide it like that like you just have different types but I tend to take the view that like businesses can't hold views, and if if your business is in if you are incapable of performing the service that your business serves, uh, then then you can't be an employee at a, at that business, and you can't be an employee at any business because no business has religious views, in my opinion. What do you feel about businesses that discriminate based on religious standings that doesn't affect their business? Hobby Lobby supporting anti-abortion doesn't prevent them from serving you cheap candles. Um, I, I, I tend to think that it's ridiculous, but I'm not out and out like against it. Right? I think it's stupid. Well, but then that's a business holding a religious view, isn't it? It's a I business agree. having so I, a view. Sorry, I think philosophically and legally that shouldn't be allowed. Right? So you don't think that any business should be allowed to donate in any type of way to a anything correct kind of? i think i think lobbying is fucking dumb i would i would love for us to completely get rid of lobbying <laughs> like government officials should be making decisions for our country based on our country and its state not how much money they receive from various sources okay but see there, there's there's a difference that could be drawn there right so would it would you would make it illegal for businesses to give money in any p- particular way to anything that isn't related directly to their business but would businesses then be allowed to just pay people to go talk to politicians would you make that illegal i would say is it illegal for hobby lobby to hire some people who provide no financial gain to the politician but to sit down with them and tell them about their personal views because or their their political views, like Hobby Lobby currently donates money to the campaigns of congressmen who do not support abortion. Yeah, that that is um, you have a problem with that. Do you have a problem with Hobby Lobby paying someone to have a meeting with a congressman to talk about their political views? Uh, okay, first, uh, do I have a problem with it? Yes, I think it's stupid. 
do I think it there is a sound way to make it illegal? I don't know. I'd have to think on that. Um, I personally wouldn't mind, but then you could take other cases as well. If Hobby Lobby can't pay a person to, um, you know, lobby without giving them money, then uh, Microsoft can't give away money to, to charities, you know, because it's not an express part. Like I was thinking, you could come up with a rule that like, nope, you can't spend money on just random shit that doesn't have to do with your business, but then that would cut out donations. And it also cut um, out scientists going before Congress to present findings. Yeah, like there's there's all kinds of things that that would screw up. Uh, so I would say still philosophically, I think it's dumb for a company to uh, be quote-unquote capable of holding a religious position and then quote-unquote capable of spending its money on those things, um, I think is very strange to me. It just... And it doesn't. It doesn't sound like the the greatest way for uh, the world to work. But uh, I don't know of a good way to explicitly make that illegal. So I would say, still, yeah, I I would get rid of lobbying just anyway. <laughs> but I would say, fine, get rid of lobbying. But sure, they can pay someone to go harass senators all day long if they want, which is lobbying but not with the promise of getting reelected with money, at least. <laughs> campaign finance reform is what I mean. So you'd still have lobbying, just not campaign finance lobbying. What do they think? So maybe we'll put something up on Facebook, or, uh, or, or maybe people can just start threads on Facebook. But like, what do you think about... Uh, these types of cases and do you take more of a hardline approach like me where you just swing one way or the other everyone should be able to discriminate everyone shouldn't be able to or you kind of more like rob where you'd rather just you know say okay the supreme court could theoretically say uh we we don't really make a decision here cakes are not art but the next thing that comes up for bring it to us and we'll tell you whether it's art or not right they they might do that and and that's a valid position uh, there are people uh, on the Supreme Court who think that's valid. More liberals tend to think things like that aren't quite as bad. But, you know, it just depends. So let us know what you think. Uh, also, uh, send us an email if you'd rather remain anonymous. Uh, and yeah. if you just want to talk to us in person or tell us that you're wrong, um, keep, uh, keep letting us know. Keep, keep, keep correcting our mistakes as we make them because yeah. we make lots of them, I'm sure. And until someone tells us we've made them... And we're probably going to go on being ignorant of the fact that we made made one. Yeah, <laughs> that was this was a good one. I think this is one of the first ones where we actually got some good disagreement there. That was like very uh, organic. I feel like. <laughs> hey, Aaron. Yeah. You got anything else? Got nothing. <laughs>